everybody, I'm Beth Davis, and welcome to Teachable Tuesday, where every week we discover God's heart and are changed by His Word. Last week we started a brand new six-week series all about discipleship. So for these six weeks, we're going to be talking about what it looks like to follow Jesus. And as a guide, we're camping out in Psalm 23. That's right, only six verses, and we'll be chatting about it for six weeks. So join me today for verse two, part two of our brand new series on discipleship. But first, let's pray and let's meditate on God's word together. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you are our good shepherd. That you love us, and that you're with us. Would you guide and direct our hearts as we study your word, as we read and pray on Psalm 23? And I ask Holy Spirit that you would make this study profoundly practical, that it would affect the way that we live our lives to invite you more deeply to shepherd us in every area of our lives. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you and we thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. Amen. So today we're talking all about Psalm 23, verse 2. If you missed verse 1, we talked about who Jesus is as shepherd, as my shepherd. Go back and listen to that because today we're deep diving verse 2. Just one verse today. A few years ago, I was um, driving in a very large city, not my own city, the city of Chicago, and I was in a bit of a pickle. I had a plane to catch. I had only been there uh, less than 24 hours. I wouldn't even be there a full 24 hours, and I had multiple people and parishes to visit in that short amount of time, and I highly underestimated the amount of traffic there happens to be all over the Chicagoland area. And I remember being just utterly stressed. I mean, stressed to the max, concerned that I wasn't gonna make it to the airport from this last parish to catch my flight. And I'm in this rental car and I'm, I'm listening to worship music and I'm, uh, I'm trying to breathe deeply and I'm just, I'm singing, right? I'm gonna sing over this anxiety and this uh, panic. I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna, 
I'm gonna put my faith in Jesus very aggressively. I'm doing all of this in the car, but I'm I'm vacillating between this kind of like victorious <laughs> point of view and just total defeat. Like I'm never gonna make this and kind of collapsing inside with, with anxiety and, and fear about missing this flight that I was already, I was so tired. I just wanted to get home. And as I'm leaning forward, I'm like gripping the steering wheel, I'm singing these worship songs, I'm praying out loud. And I, I just notice that I'm not really becoming any more peaceful. I'm not really um, able to calm down, even though I'm praying, right? I'm calling out to the Lord. I know that he's with me and and I'm I'm singing and I'm praying in faith, but nothing's changing in my soul. Nothing's changing about my circumstances for that matter. So nothing is changing in my soul. And I, as I'm leaning forward, I'm hunched over the steering wheel and I'm, I'm praying and I'm just asking the Lord, why isn't this working? <laughs> you know, why isn't prayer working? I'm so stressed and I'm doing all the right things and I'm saying all the right things and I'm still so stressed. And there was a, a moment of grace that I was able to hear the Holy Spirit, just a, a whisper in the quiet of my heart came like, um, like a good idea. Just these two words, lean back, lean back. And I realized that my posture, right? I'm like curled over the steering wheel. My hands are gripping it so tight. And, and so I decided to, to take the Lord's word for it. I started to lean back. And I noticed my whole body kind of relax and I, I let my grip relax on the steering wheel and, and, and suddenly my, my soul sort of followed my body. My, my body responded to the voice of the Holy Spirit. You see, I, I was praying, but I was praying from this place of utter panic. I wasn't in a place, I wasn't in a posture to receive the peace that I was asking the Lord for. And maybe you've been there too. Maybe you've turned to prayer in a moment of high stress or anxiety. Maybe you're turning to prayer as kind of a last ditch resort, right? And, and the problem is you're heightened and it's very hard to hear the Lord when all of our, our senses are on overdrive, right? When, when our anxiety is kind of at a, a maximum level. And that just increases our frustration, doesn't it? When we're trying, we're praying, but nothing's changing. We're not changing. The problem is, I think this is more often than not how we live our lives. I would like to say that this is an isolated incident, right? Moments like this where we're so heightened, where we're feeling stressed or or frazzled, whatever that is for you, maybe just kind of confused or, or discombobulated, right? It can present itself in lots of different ways, but we're kind of living at this pace, this busy, overcommitted, stressed out pace of life. And you know, the crazy part is we actually celebrate that as a culture. Yeah, we applaud hustle. We have little phones who help us to keep track of what other people are doing, how accomplished they are, how busy and important they are. And, and we think if we're not that busy, we must not be that important. So we see other people living these full lives and we think I've got to fill up my life. 
with more people, with more things, uh, with more important moments or, or big trips, right? When this is something I think we all fall into, this comparison. The very thing that was supposed to make our lives easier, technology, has just made us addictive, addicted. Uh, the 24-hour news cycle it was meant to make us better global citizens, and yet instead we're, we're mostly just burnt out, stressed out. And this is the pace, the level at which we live our lives, which is why today uh, the Word of God is so refreshingly countercultural. Psalm 23 runs totally counter to what the world is applauding, what the world is promoting. The invitation today is to live a completely different life, a life of rest. Let's look to the scripture now, Psalm 23, verse 2. We're going to zoom in. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. So remember last week when we talked about Jesus as the good shepherd and, and, and what this means for our lives, that we have a shepherd who, who knows the way, who himself is the way, who is leading us. He knows us, he calls us by name, and we can learn his voice and respond to him so that we can follow him in his ways, on his way. So today, we're looking at the first place that he leads us. Once we've allowed Jesus to shepherd us, what's the first place? Uh, where is the first place he leads us? Into rest. That's the first place the shepherd leads us into rest. I'm going to say it one more time. When you give the good shepherd permission to lead you, what's the first, the, the most important place he leads you? into rest. Now, why are the sheep, why are we able to rest? Well, very simply, it's because of the shepherd's protection and provision. It's because he's there that they can rest. Friend, it's because he's there, he's with us, he's with you that you can rest. And you can rest from all of the striving, all of the the keeping up, right? The posturing and posing and posting. We can, we can let all that go and we can rest because God provides, because our good shepherd provides. Now in these two verses, uh, just personally, as I prayed, as I meditated on this, I, I hear sort of two things being offered to us. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Those green pastures, that's a very practical need of these sheep. They need to eat. They need to eat. They need a place to rest, a, a place to actually sleep, to lay down, a comfortable place, a, a safe and secure place. There are practical needs that the sheep have that the shepherd responds to. And that's what Jesus is offering us to. He desires to meet our practical, our material needs. God wants to be uh, involved in, he's interested in the very practical and material needs of your life. W what is that thing that you need practical help with? Is it a relationship? Is it a discernment about a job? Is it a tough conversation? Is it, is it actually food? Is it a paycheck? 
Is it stability in your work? What is it? Do you need a place to live? Are you looking for a roommate? Whatever it is, tell the good shepherd about it. We're under his care, under his protection, and he desires to provide. And then secondly, he leads me beside still waters. What does that evoke for me, this image of still waters? Well, I believe, I know that that God is not only interested in providing for our material needs to make sure that we we eat <laughs> and we sleep and we have a place to lay our heads. He's not only interested in those practical things, but he's offering us, of course, the spiritual needs, the deep needs, the longings and desires of our soul. That image of those still waters evokes peace. Jesus wants to give us peace in this rest. He wants to provide for us in all of our material and spiritual needs. You know what's fascinating to me? This, um, these pastures and these still waters, they're plural. They're plural. That means there are multiple pastures, multiple still waters, or maybe that you visit them regularly, you visit them often. It evokes a, a super abundance, right? And it tells us that this process, this invitation to rest, is ongoing. There's plenty of rest and we need it often. That's what Jesus is promising. That's what the Lord is promising in this Psalm. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. There's protection and provision for both our material and our spiritual needs with the Lord. So how? How How does God provide for us? Well, we're going to look once more to John 10. Remember, John 10 is where Jesus uh, reveals himself as the good shepherd. Uh, The people of Israel had longed. They, They understood that they were the sheep of God's flock, his chosen people, that he knew them and that he was pastoring them throughout the generations. And now Jesus in John 10, reveals himself as that good shepherd. And I want to I wanna draw your attention to John chapter 10, verse 9. Jesus says, I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. So if you want rest, if you need rest, and let me tell you something, Whether you know it or not, you need rest. Your rest is found in Jesus, Jesus himself, the good shepherd. That's where we'll find that protection and provision. That's where he'll meet uh, our material and our spiritual needs. Jesus himself, the good shepherd, is the rest that we're longing for. It's it's not about a place. It's um, It's not about only having our practical needs met. It's a person. Peace is a person. The good shepherd, Jesus, wants to bring you into rest. He's that gate, letting us in and telling us when to go out, telling us when to come in and rest and lie down and when to go out, all the while with him, following him. What I love about this verse, verse 2, is that language of the first half of the verse, he makes me lie down makes me lie down in green pastures. And 
you know, if you're over the age of, say, five years old, we don't really have anyone telling us when we need to lie down. You might have a, a well-meaning uh, friend or uh, perhaps your mom checks in with you, your spouse, um, your roommate, like, hey, you're, you seem a little frazzled. You seem a little stressed. Why don't you, why don't you take a nap? Why don't you lie down? But oftentimes we don't have someone checking and looking out for us like that. And we're not very good at caring for ourselves. And so I love this verse. Jesus, um, the, the psalm is telling us he makes us lie down. Sometimes we have to be made to lie down. Sometimes we have to be made to stop. For me, that's what I hear in this verse, this invitation is to actually physically stop. Now, I'm not talking about um, the kind of stop that, that many of us do in our car at a stop sign, not this rolling stop, not more like a pause. I'm talking about a full actual stop. We need to just stop. A few seasons ago, the Lord was really highlighting this verse for me. He makes me lie down in green pastures. And every time I would go to prayer, he would make me lie down actually lie down, whether I was just praying at home to, to lie down on my couch or in the chapel when no one was there, you know, to lie down on the floor, to actually stop my body, to still my body. And friends, body and soul are a unity. That's what the catechism tells us. So it's important that we treat our bodies um, as, as integral with our soul. So if we want to slow down in our soul, we've got to slow down in our bodies. We've got to lie down. Maybe for you that looks like a bedtime or a nap. Maybe that means just um, laying on your office floor for, I, I don't know, five minutes. I want you to actually stop your body and to lie down. And then uh, it says he, he leads us beside still waters. So there again, he's leading, he's in charge, he's showing us the way, and his pace is slow, it's gentle. Think of those still waters, just, just gently flowing, undisturbed. You know, the interesting thing about sheep is that um, they don't actually need still waters to drink or even to cross. They're perfectly capable of, of um, maneuvering rushing water, and so are we. I think we're so capable that we don't think we need to lie down or slow down or be still or stop. We just charge ahead, right? We forge that river. But instead, I want to invite you to walk beside those still waters with Jesus and slow down. Notice I said walk. <laughs> walk beside the still waters with Jesus. For me, that's a real discipline because um, I'm a fast walker. By nature and I'm very proud of that fact I don't know that there's anything to be proud of but I would really pride myself in my pace right I could get somewhere really fast I have short legs I have lots of friends with long legs I must have learned at a very young age I've got to keep up and I'm I'm irritated I'm often annoyed when I'm walking with people who are slow walkers and let me tell you something I've got some slow walkers in my life like in my close circle. And it is a near constant reminder to slow down. Here again, I want to encourage you to slow down your body if you want to slow down your soul. 
So I'm inviting you this week to stop, to lie down wherever, whenever, however long you need to, and to slow down, to slow down your actual pace as you walk, to communicate to your soul that now's the time to slow down, to stop, and to be still, to enter into the rest of the Good Shepherd. You know, in the rules of discernment from St. Ignatius, uh, there's this idea, this concept of moving in the opposite spirit, right? If discouragement is coming, we're going to push against that. And that's what I'm encouraging here today. I want you to move in the opposite spirit of the world. Move in the opposite spirit of, of busy and overcommitted and, and stressed and hustle and hurry. I want you to push against that. We have to do that kind of aggressively in order to protect this slowness, this stillness, this stopping. And that's what Jesus is for us, right? Jesus, the gate. We want to put up a boundary in our life to protect this precious soul that we've been entrusted with and to enter into the rest of Jesus. That's what I'm inviting you to this week. That's what the psalmist is inviting you into this week. That's what Jesus the gate, the good shepherd is inviting you into his rest. Let's pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Jesus, thank you. Thank you, thank you that you desire our rest. That you're not hurried, Lord. You're not bothered. You're not anxious. Would you grant us the grace to slow down, to lean back, to stop and to rest with you, Jesus. Grant us the grace to hear this. I feel like there might be some people thinking, that's not for me, not in this season of life, not this week, not today. Jesus, would you help them to see how especially they need you and they need your rest. Extend your hand right now to her and invite her to walk with you beside those still waters, to lie down beside you, Jesus, in green pastures. Thank you, Lord. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What a joy to read this scripture with you, to pray with you, to pray for you. I'll see you next week for part three of our, song, our, our series all about discipleship. God bless you. See you later.